Okay, we are back with the full crew this time, the four horsemen of the Carpocalypse. Yep, up, yep. What up, dog? What's up, boys? Not a damn thing. I'm going to go on record real quick. Uh, Steve might kill us or somebody that's <laughs> listening. So be aware, people, this might be the one that just sends his ass over the edge. So be aware. It's, it's might possible. be worth listening to today, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Somebody might have a meltdown. It's possible. Yeah. I might, um, I might actually put together like a little video clip with that sound clip. Of the, of the, there you go. Of the there you go. And, and, uh, Kill that motherfucker. Everybody can get in. Everybody can enjoy this moment with us because it's, uh, it's a good one. The pre <laughs> the pre recording chatter. Yes. So be aware, folks. Yeah, no, Steve a... is probably on his period right now or getting ready to start. <laughs> so. I'm spotting. Oh, I knew my it. goodness. Once it starts, he's good. It's the lead up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. It's that hormonal transition. It is. Speaking of hormones. Uh-oh. Rob, you want to do an ad read for us? Well, sure. <laughs> I can definitely do it. Okay, let's get her started here. I got to get my glasses on. Oh, All right. my goodness. Jesus yeah, so... So, this podcast is brought to you by 5280 Angler. Did I say 2D? Oh, we can figure it out. Steve's going to be editing hard tonight. He's going to be swearing the whole time. <laughs> if, you're, <laughs> if you are searching for expert guides and fly fishing fun on the front range of Denver, Colorado, be sure to check out 5280 Angler. Whether you're looking to sharpen your skills on the South Platte River system, plan the perfect date, or host the ultimate party all up on the Watay, 5280 Angler has your trip covered. The guides at 5280 have the passion, the skill, and the experience to serve you. Find web specials at 5280angler.com and check out recent trips pics on Facebook and Instagram at 5280angler. 5280 Angler is passionate about service and wild about your fish. Bam. Thanks, guys. Speaking of mm-hmm. wild about fish, you know what they're not wild about right now? A what? Mud. Denver water. Oh, yeah, they are. I'm, not, I, I'm mad about it. Dude. Yeah. So mm-hmm. stupid. It is stupid. Good job, Denver water. Yeah. So it affected me know. all the way up here in Idaho. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, if you're not in Colorado area, the uh, Denver Water decided to send the water west, quote-unquote, because they didn't need it in Denver. So they shut down majority of the flow that that whole canyon depends on. On the north fork of the South Platte, which drops into the South Platte River, yep. closer to where Steve and Scott live. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, bad deal. Mm-hmm. Bad deal. A lot of money lost right there, dude. Ooh, dude. You know? Oh, no. They're making money. Yeah. Denver Water's making money. <laughs> yeah. You're everybody else downstream. Where's, the, where's yeah. the water going? Arizona? California. California. I was going to say Vegas. Ah, oh, that's right. Nevada. Yeah. Probably, probably Nevada and Arizona. Yeah, they got to water all those medians. So yeah. If you're from Nevada or Arizona, go to hell. Well, I'm going to I'm going to Las Vegas on Saturday, so I'm kind of glad that there's going to be water there. Nice. I'm ready to get in a pool, hang out, see the Bellagio. Good Are Lord. you? Um, is Qdoba going to mm-hmm. cater that too? Yeah, Qdoba <laughs> pretty much caters everything that I do now for lunch and supper. So uh, I just I have them on speed dial and. They- <laughs> Rob Griggs' life catered <laughs> by Qdoba yeah. a taco bar for every event taco bar. Dad what do we have uh, I don't know Javier did you set the taco bar up dude they just got <laughs> oh man they just got a free plug yeah they did uh, that's awesome. nine, nine more people know about Qdoba now yeah, and we didn't exactly. get paid shit for it yeah so here see Mr. Griggs taco bar ready yeah <laughs> 
school. You know, I got paid because I'm probably going to get a free taco bar out of this tomorrow, or at least a queso burrito tomorrow at lunch. So, oh, uh, you'll get a you'll get a brown bag with chips in it and some uh, queso. I love oh, their yeah. chips, dude. Like Damn it. Mm. They are so anyway. uh, they are better than Chipotle's. I'll give I you agree. That. Yeah, yeah, definitely. BJ doesn't have any Qdoba nor Chipotle where he lives at. See, he doesn't have any. Uh oh. BJ, are you talking? Uh-oh. BJ's out. <laughs> I can't tell if he's talking or not. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were just. Li- I thought you were just lipping. No, we can't hear you. So BJ's got to reset his mic, people. So. Yeah, so he's out. He's out. So he looks excited. What he was saying is, in Pennsylvania, Qdoba is Mexican food. (laughs) Authentic. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's start with... um, Hey, there he is. Start with some fishing. All right. Oh, there he is. He's back. Oh, hi, BJ. Oh, he made it back. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I was going to say Rob gets a free case of the runs at Qdoba. Ooh. <laughs> I do. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> Nailed it. God, that would have been so much better in the moment. Yeah. Yep, that was I'm, good. Yeah. Damn your microphone. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, BJ, you, you, take, you went fishing, so you start. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, BJ. I want to hear about your fish you got, baby. You fished? I yeah. fished, yeah. Hey, I've been out yeah. every... Talk about the little ones, and I want to hear about that big one you caught, too. Yeah, no Me big too. ones. <laughs> that thing was like four foot long. What are you, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, there. I've been uh, I've been hitting uh, I've been hitting. Me and the wife have been out just about every weekend. We didn't. Uh, I made it out for about an hour and a half this weekend. Before, uh, but before that, we've been going out pretty much every weekend. Just you know, the some of the delayed harvest streams were stocked and kind of got out we both got onto some fish so that was good and then yeah i made a trip out to idaho and caught a sturgeon so that was pretty cool to see that's pretty kick-ass that yeah awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you i uh, wish i could have been there and saw it it'd have been cool if i'd have been there that would have been sweet did you soak <laughs> your thought, fly in chum rob you took the picture didn't you yeah yeah i took the picture and it was weird how i like had the camera taking the picture and somehow you got the credit for it, but it was a picture of almost me. like but it was cool. a selfie. <laughs> yeah. It was almost like it was on selfie. That's cool. <laughs> I, I was there in spirit holding the fish. Yes. 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 We all were. Yeah. So I don't know. We need Brandon. I hate to say this. I hate to say this after the year we had last year, but we need some freaking rain out here, man. Our stuff's pretty low and clear and, the fish just uh very spooky and it's more like fall fishing than springtime fishing so feast or famine on the water huh yeah i'm ready to get that streamer bite going and Mm -hmm. the only thing you can really the only thing i've been having luck on is just bright flashy egg flies or squirmies or which is fun for the first weekend but you know i want to catch them on some other shit so i like tying streamers and i like fishing them so Giddy up. Yeah. Well, do you, do you, hey, BJ, do you just have to catch trout with them? Can, is there any place you can go catch some bass or or some smallies or something? So here's the problem here. any Anywhere they stock trout, you can't fish that stream until opening day. So some of my smallmouth water is, is in stock trout sections. That's so I can't I can't touch that till April, whatever, mid-April. Um, same with lakes, lakes in the area, they dump trout in them. You're not really allowed to fish them. There's people, it was nice this weekend. I saw people out there with freaking spinning reels halfway out in the lake fishing bottom. And I'm like, yeah, well, hopefully somebody doesn't come by and kick you and your whole family out of here. So who the hell came up with that shit? It's ridiculous. Spinning reels? Well, it's better than how it, it's Except better than how it used to be i mean they used to they would try and stock in the week before opening day and uh you know you just have piles of fish in holes and now they start stocking those streams in march and it gives them a month to acclimate and spread out and it's actually better fishing when when trout gets here but yeah it kind of sucks not being able to touch that stuff for a while dumb yeah <laughs> hopefully the time passes and you'll get to the 
the trout waters you so yearn for. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, hey, all the catch and release stuff's open. You know, the wild, we call them class A or class B wild trout streams. You can fish them year-round. It's just... Hashtag wild I mean, native. Hashtag wild native, yeah. <laughs> wild native Pennsylvania. That's where I live. Ooh. Native, Native to the back of that truck. <laughs> uh, that's awesome yeah i did get in the, i tell you what i did get a little streamer bite uh one small stream they put dumped a bunch of brookies in there and uh stocked brook trout and man they hammer little you know three inch minnow patterns it's actually fun to fish for them so nice. we'll probably talk about that later when we get into some of the instagram topics i think there's one of the uh followers gave us a good topic in those regards. Nice. Good. Who's next? Well, what about you? Scotty's next. Scotty, you've been fishing? What? I did fish. See. Yeah, I had uh, had quite the shit show. We fished uh, a couple different rivers. We actually headed out intending on fishing five different rivers. Uh-oh. Give a, little, a, little, a little practice for the rodeo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but uh, we ended up, the fishing was good, really good, and uh, it was kind of hard to walk away from, so we spent more time on the first two rivers than we had planned, but uh, I, between the two of us, I think I think Dan caught over 50. I was probably approaching 20 by the end of the day, at least a dozen awesome. or so, I don't know, but yeah, I also provided the cheap entertainment. Cause I was, uh, we, we fished, we fished the Colorado and anybody who thinks that the San Juan is, is a slick river, go fish the Colorado. Dude, I'm telling you. I want to talk about <laughs> greased bowling balls. That's, uh, yeah, that's the game there. And, uh, well, Hey, lo and behold, my new boots showed up today a, little, <laughs> a couple of days too late, but I'll go probably pick those up tomorrow. So I got new boots, new waders. It's going to be an expensive week, but, um, yeah, so I was, I was, uh, kind of working my way downstream following, following a trough, like a little ledge that was holding fish. And so I was, I was standing in, in about mid thigh to waist deep water in the middle of the river with deeper water behind me and in front of me. And I hooked up with a fish that I couldn't even turn its head and it <clears throat> took off downstream and got in the current and started running downstream. And so I had to like tiptoe the opposite direction while I'm holding tight with this fish and try not to fall on my ass and got all the way over to the riverbank onto the rocks and started running downstream about 500 yards chasing this thing down. It got into two different shoots and, and finally got, kind of caught up to it and <clears throat> just as i went to net the fish both feet gave at the same time mm-hmm. so i went in with the net and the fish on my ass and i had my rod in one hand the net in the other hand i got the fish in the net and i i just started like backpedaling with my feet pushing my ass up the rocks to try to get into shallower water and uh, the whole time, Dan's laughing at me. But, <laughs> of course uh, he is. So then I thought, okay, hey, shit show, but at least I got the fish in the net. And it was a nice fish. It was worth chasing it down. So I'm standing there, or I'm sitting there on my ass in the water, kind of proud of myself that I river runs through it and, and got down there and got that fish in the net. So Dan's like, are you all right? You need help? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. And I turned and tried to stand up with and both feet slipped out again and i went face first into the river oh. fish came out of the net and i'm laying there in the water now up in my over my chest oh. and my rods in the water dan grabs my rod i could see the fish so i tried to stab at it with my net and it was in deep <laughs> enough fast enough water that i couldn't move my net fast enough through the current to get the fish back in the net before it took off so I never, never even got a picture of it, but man, was that fun. But yeah, when I came down the second time, I landed right on my knee on a rock and that didn't feel so good. But, uh, so I was cursing Patagonia cause they're a month out in their damn boots. I heard but, that too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So hopefully, that's the last last time I'll have to tell that kind of story because uh, I'm looking forward to getting those Patagonia Danner boot. What do they call them? The foot tractors. Yeah, foot tractor. Mm-hmm. I'm getting That'd the foot, cool. foot tractor minus the bars. No bars on mine. Oh, so you're just getting the Vibram soles on them? Is that what you're getting? Or yeah. are you getting? All right, I got you. Why no I bars? I don't like metal on my boots. I've never so, yeah. fallen more than when I've had metal on the bottom of my boots. Man, I have to wear the bars. I've had those foot tractor since the very first ones I've ever came out with. I I gotta have them. I don't wear them in a boat, but yeah, because I. And that's the other thing the too. Like, I'm not gonna have a pair of boat boots and a pair of river boots and a pair of felt boots and rubber boots and whatever. I'm picking a pair of boots that I can use for everything. And I mean, I've got the I've got the Sims Vapors that I use for uh, you know wet waiting and summertime stuff for hiking and shit like that. But if I'm going like full waders and, and boots, I just want to have one pair that I can use for those. So I'm getting rid of the uh, G4 boas and, and going with the Patagonias. So hopefully those Danners, I mean, dude, I mean, how can you go wrong? You know, they're, they're expensive, but it, you know, if they last four or five years and you, they've got a repair policy, lifetime repair policy, where if you want them to resole it, it's seventy five bucks, and for one hundred and eighty bucks, they'll replace all the leather and everything and resole them. So basically, anytime you need need to replace your boots, you can just have them completely refurbished for one hundred and eighty bucks. That's not so, bad. That's not yeah, bad. Hard to go wrong. So you're buying boots for life, is what you're doing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, that's if I got to spend 180 is. bucks every five years, I spend 180 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah, that's my, good. My my corkers don't have policy, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, when they start falling apart, you just throw them in the trash and get another pair. But they do, but they do have boa on them. So there yeah, I I specifically don't buy boots with uh, the boa on them anymore. I had a pair of corkers. They were oh. the first ones to come out with that a long time ago and i remember doing a guide trip and the the wire broke and i'm like son of a bitch what am i gonna do now so i had to like use duct tape to hold my boot together and at that time they didn't have repair kits and i was like this is Mm. stupid man i can replace a shoestring way easier than a boa but now i haven't had them in 10 years 12 years maybe so they i've heard they change so i don't know yeah Yeah. they're supposedly better now plus you can get the kit for 15 bucks yeah. I, well, what I what I didn't like about the G4 boas was I could never tighten them evenly. I mean, it would tighten the top half of the boot to where it would bruise my calf and my geez. foot was like still loose. I couldn't and I was tweaking on them and bending my toes and trying to refill the cable and I just could never get them to tighten. When when you have the lace boots, you can tighten the bottom half of the boot however you want it, tighten the top half of the boot. You it just seems like you get a lot better kind of more consistent tightening throughout the, the boot with a shoestring. Yeah. Yeah. I think so as well. That's a, and I do that with snowboard boots too. I don't buy the boas on the snowboard boots. I just bought a brand new pair of DCs and I'm like, I actually want laces. And, uh, the guy at the shop was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We have some right here. Laces. I'm like, oh, cool. I know how to tie a knot. So that's not a problem. <laughs> what knot do you use on your snowboard yeah. boots? I do the one where you lace it over top of each other, pull it tight, then lace it over top, pull it tight, lace it over, pull it up tight. And then just, uh, you make a loop, de loop and pull. Then your shoes are looking the cool. triple, the triple sturgeons. Yeah. I use the, no, uh, the perfection loop. That way I can have a loop. So oh, I get a free go. movement in, yeah. in the boots. I use yeah. a blood knot just for the practice. Yeah, that's good. The only, good yeah, the only downside of the laces, and the reason I went away from the laces to begin with, was I fish in the winter. It doesn't matter how cold it is, I'm fishing, and you cannot get frozen laces undone. When they're frozen solid, it's like, well, I got to go drive home in my boots and waders because so I can have the heater on to thaw them out. <laughs> well, I just go get them back in the water, and they uh, they get they unfreeze that's what i usually do and then hike it to the truck get them off bullshit 
Oh shit! It takes like a minute to get to the truck. You don't leave the truck for more than fifteen minutes, so your laces never freeze. As I'm Rob's saying. laces have never frozen. Never in the yeah. life. <laughs> I, they have one time when I was at band camp. Yeah, maybe snowboarding. Yeah, maybe snowboarding, but not fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Scott, you ever have your uh, my bow? Is once the uh, the mechanism actually froze up on me because the ice nope. filled up on it, and I couldn't get them back Never open. Had that. Yeah, it was a Me freak either. thing. Only ever happened once. I don't know if ice that filled was the up only... inside of it. Yeah, that was the only thing I liked about them was. You know, your hands are frozen, your boots are frozen, and everything's frozen, and you just grab that thing and pop it out, and your boots are off. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes. Well, I don't have that. I just got rid of the boots. I just, <laughs> thought, of bad an, I just thought of an invention. I'm going to get rich. Don't do share it, it. Dude. Save it. I'm, I'm not going to share it, it here. I'm going to pack uh, that shit and send it to China. I'm the yeah. I'm the bad guy. I actually have a pair of boots for the boat. I have a pair of boots for waiting. And then uh, I have flats boots. Those are my favorite ones. Flats boots. Yeah, I do. Got them. Got and Qdoba caters your dinners. <laughs> <laughs> it's not dinner. It's supper. So, Rob, when you're, like, when you're fishing Belize or Christmas Island or whatever, how much does it cost to get Qdoba to deliver out there? Yeah. Well, so if you do like a regional – Area, it's not that bad, but if you know they deliver from Idaho, it's a little little higher. Nice. Can you believe that? Yeah. So you Regional's like a, not that like a franchise bad. Franchise card that you use? Well, I usually just have NetJets go ahead and pick the stuff up before we oh, take off. Oh, there you go. And that usually helps out. So yeah, nice. <laughs> I was wondering because I was like, Uber Eats only has you know a limited coverage area, but NetJets eats. You know, they cover yeah. a lot more. They do. They do. It's actually you they can have, have to that. send like. They have to send the the Pilatus so it can land on Turnus. <laughs> That's can't exactly. Send the G six. Yeah, we need we need a, just a touch and go, touch and go, and don't mess yeah. up the queso. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they just come in full flaps, real slow, and drop a pallet out the back. That's it. Let it roll. Rob's <laughs> Rob's catering right here. Land it down. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Robbie, you're up fishing. Oh, let's see. Uh, fished a couple of days on the South Fork. Dead drifting some leeches. They're, they're getting ready to close that river here uh, the 1st of April. So that'll be done so the fish won't be messed with during spawn, which is nice. Um, Colorado needs to get in the game on some of that kind of management, I feel. Because uh, there's no raping reds. Uh, the fish actually are left alone. They're able to reproduce and um, start a new life. So it's nice. So they're closed for two months while they uh, do all of their spawning. And the Oahe is getting ready to get kicking off here pretty soon, as soon as they turn the water on. That's going to be fun. So we'll switch from the South Fork to the Oahe. But I'm getting a boat, so I'll be fishing the snake a ton. And, uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Nice and easy. And you, and you caught a sturgeon that yeah. I took a picture of. Yeah, and I caught a sturgeon. BJ took all the credit. <laughs> BJ took all the credit, uh, so BJ caught a sturgeon. So, yeah, that was actually a bucket list fish uh, for me. I got two more to go this year, rooster fish, and uh, I'm going to chase the elusive bull trout. I, don't, I mean, it's not that I just – it's not that I want a big bull trout, but I want a big bull trout, something that's pushing at least 25 to 28. So I've been doing some homework, and uh, there's a spot here that I'm going to check out here a little bit later on in the year. So hopefully I get that bucket list and uh, rooster fish. I cannot – I know where to go. I just cannot get the time to go. I am just on lock here. So, so about to go back to work, and my days of that are done. So – I don't know if I'll get the rooster. I know. I know. It sucks. Hold on. The rooster fish. What? Hold on. You said work? <laughs> you actually yeah. know what I, that word is? Yeah, dude. I got to go back to work, man. Wow. <laughs> I got to go back to work. Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Yep. Scott, you, yeah, look like, uh, you look like Techno Viking right there real quick. Just FYI. What? Techno- <laughs> when you were giving the death stare to somebody. 
<laughs> you look like Techno Viking. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, dude. I'm well, a little more... sensitive to background noise in my house when I'm yeah. recording. <laughs> yeah, so is Steve, evidently. I need and a damn sure. studio. <laughs> I, am, yeah. I am not. Well, Steve, is, well, Steve, Steve is highly sensitive to background noise in your house as well, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, he's totally that's sensitive exactly. to what we thought earlier. Yeah. I am highly sensitive yeah. to the background noise in your house. <laughs> I hear you. That's what I'm trying, trying to be proactive. Because we're just sitting here and all of a sudden... <laughs> well, when you live in fucking Green Acres and you got seventeen animals running around, there's a there's a a sound every now and then that's out of your control. That's true. That's true. And, and Steve just thinks that it's at his house, so he just starts raising hell just because. <laughs> <laughs> Where did it come from? Oh, that's my dog. In there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Scott. I didn't know it was your dog. I thought it was in my house. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, yeah. Okay, we're about thirty minutes in. I knew right. there was going to be a time check after this oh, derailment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have to. Uh, so we got. I topics was like, and cue time check in time check. three, two, one. <laughs> Back on the tracks. Um. Okay, I got a good one right here. One of the one of the ones that Rob. I think Rob put this up there. What is your go-to and rig it, for a river you have never fished? Yes. Yeah. So when I when I was thinking of this question today, you already uh, had the answer in your head, didn't you? No, no, no. I was just uh, <laughs> I just was like, you know what? Uh, I was thinking of trying to put my headspace in, you know, what listeners might be trying to think about too. And I was like, you know, if I go to a river, I've never fished it. What you look online, you're like, ah, oh, man, I don't have any of that shit. What is your like most your rig that you feel most confident in? The rig you would be like, man, dude, I'm putting this rig on. I always catch fish on it. Go. Go. Who? Who? Whoever. Scott said Pat's rubber leg. And yeah. <laughs> Numero uno. That's my lead fly. I did fish one. I did fish one this weekend. Good. Nice. Still didn't, still didn't catch a fish on. Got dick. <laughs> Got dick. So I will right, lead. I will lead off here. Do it. I will do a. It's a. I think I've said this before, but it's a. It's a tungsten CDC pheasant tail. Is mm. one of them and a orange worm. Orange mm. worm. Orange worm. Like tide worm or like a a squirmy worm. Uh no 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 chenille like just just chenille. the regular San Juan, uh, San Juan worms. Okay, all right, all right. So that, so that's like you know you pull up the river, man. I don't know what to throw on. What are you going to throw on? I don't know. I think I'm going to throw on. You're going orange worm and CDC pheasant tail. Yeah. Yep. Nice. So, right. The pheasant tail is just such a good profile and color and searching pattern. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Scotty, what do you got? Or BJ, I don't care. Well, I can tell you that it's, uh, man, it's going to vary depending on what the type of water is. But I guess if I wanted to pick one that I could use anywhere, pretty much on any river, it would be a, a pegged brown worm, chenille, brown worm with a stinger. And, um, yeah, like a, a pheasant tail or a, probably probably a, a Beadhead pheasant tail. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Beadhead on that too, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's right. get that shit down. Bang, banging those rocks. <laughs> all right, all right. BJ, what you got? Uh, size fourteen Frenchie, which is a pheasant tail variation. Mm-hmm. And then, but if it it's sounds water, fancier. <laughs> yeah, it is it's it's quick, it's a quicker tie. Is it one of those Czech Euro things, BJ? Uh, sure. Yeah, it's a Lance Egan <laughs> pattern. So, yeah. And then uh, if if it's a water, if it's somewhere I know, actually, my first combo is going to be all Lance Egan. If it's uh, Frenchie, and then if I know there's scuds in there, there's going to be a tungsten surveyor behind it. And uh, if not, I'm probably going to throw a uh, chartreuse egg. It's uh Whoa. I think it's Devin Olson. Devin Olson's pattern. It's a tungsten taco. It's called. It's a uh, you bury a bead and then you use ecstasy, which is a newer material, 
and it's like three wraps of ecstasy. It's like an egg material that's kind of like chenille. And uh, I'm going to throw that behind it. It's sexy is what it is. Damn. Yeah. That would make a good underwater indicator, too. Yeah. Can't lose with chartreuse. Hmm. Right. Chartreuse, there ain't no use, huh? I still, I would have I still not don't have that. I still don't have anything chartreuse. Or I have some streamers. That's about it. We can fix chartreuse that. Chartreuse beads. Yeah. yeah. I don't have chartreuse beads. I don't have, I don't have any of that. Chartreuse huh. puts asses in the seats. <laughs> huh. I might have to check that out because I would have not. Well, maybe. I don't know. I would have not thought sure. I mean, I've, I have some chartreuse beads, but I only use them for when there's like a sucker spawn going on. That's about it. And so, huh? huh. Wait, you red rape suckers, the wild <laughs> native no, fish? Dude, wow. No way. I'm uh, you just admitted it. That's no, when they're spawning, I'm putting on a chartreuse bead, brother, and just floating it through there. Those trout will suck that up. And raping suck it up. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, poor suckers. I am going a little bit different. I'm going to throw a uh, about a size ten leech pattern, preferably brown or black, and then I'm going to do about a size eighteen midge emerger behind it, black. That's what I'm going with. That way, I can swing it if I want to, dead drift it, work that water column just different ways. That's what I'm going with. Okay. It's a good search search pattern. Search it. and you'll allow it. Mm-hmm. That's oh. what, uh, I was actually thinking too. You know what the combo that I always put on when in Colorado was a pink worm and RS two. That was yeah. that was what made me think about. Well, it. Well, if so, you said tailwater, <laughs> yeah, tailwater. Well, it, I just said any water. Yeah, tailwater that would smoke some fish. Pink worm RS two. Boom or a betis sniper betis would be sweet. Juan Ramirez. See, I know fly tires too, BJ. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Juan's so. a badass. Look, look. Yes. See, Scott. Scott. I finally cat met did, him. Yeah, Scott's cat just meowed, and did you see Steve's face? He was like, what the f was that? <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't my cat. Because <laughs> you would have killed it. I would have thrown it cat. against the wall. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Mm. Great question, BJ. We're going to give you props for everything now. Yes. So everything gets – BJ gets props. Ooh, that was Mr. Kittles. Kittle, Kittles. Scott Sweet. showing us his kitty right now on Ooh. camera. That's, oh George. That's George. Oh. Uh, somebody should have screenshotted that. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I thought you'd have said uh, Slump Buster. Uh, you know what, dude? If uh, if it's if I look at the river and it's moving fast, or if it's got a lot of pocket water, man, I'll throw double salt busters on. But if I'm nymphing it, man, I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the leech because uh, fish eat that as a as a minnow pattern as well, too. You know. So. All right. Okay. Here, here's a quick here's a quick one. You got five seconds to answer. Ooh. All four. All right. of us. Who's going so you, first? Scott. Oh shit. <laughs> You've been fishing all day. You're skunked. You got one hour to go. What one fly are you throwing on? Go. Uh, I'm going to throw a midgey merger on there. Size 24 black. All right. Steve. Um, I'm going to throw a black, small meat whistle. Ooh. Rob. You know what I'm going to say, dude. <laughs> sex dungeon white with slump buster behind it he said one, one fly oh one yeah. fly oh one fly ooh 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 yeah you know I'm still gonna go slump buster okay. uh, I like yeah. it yeah. I'm throwing a uh, white sparkle minnow yeah oh dude ooh. yeah that's that that coffee sparkle minnow is money dude that thing it has will, saved many days for yes that thing many, many rail on some fish man rail on them yeah so all right what instagram we going with instagram instagram anybody got one they want to lead with yeah let's uh so i think it's i think it's ryan heisler if i'm not saying that right uh deal with it uh reesler high high sticking small streamers um Mm-hmm. tactics that you guys use so uh this is probably one of my 
more common methods out here. So, you know, we're fishing a lot of, I'm fishing a lot of smaller streams. The wide stream I might fish is 20 to 30 feet wide, but most of them are five to 10. And, uh, whether it's a seven and a half foot three weight or my 11 foot three weight, um, I do a lot of stick and tight line and streamer patterns. So wait, 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 we got to go back. We got to go back. When when he says high sticking, are you swinging it? Are you dead drifting it? Are you? Uh, well, oh. uh, he doesn't specify, but I'm okay. going to talk about what I do. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. 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 Yeah. So what I'm typically doing is um, using it in a, in a tight line method. I am jigging it as the fly is going down the stream. So you're just ticking the bottom. Just lift, little lift, tick the bottom, tick the bottom. If you go through and you know there's fish in a spot, they're not hitting that. What I'll actually do is at, at the end of that, I'll actually jerk that streamer back upstream. So jerk yes. it up, let it drop. Jerk it up, let it drop. And, Move that uh, rod tip to the right. Move that rod tip back yep. to the left. Pop, 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 pop. That will smoke them, dude. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, I mean, a lot of people don't fish streamers for brook trout out here. Um, I'm it's it's great they love eating freaking little minnows so they're ferocious some of those wild, some of those wild native brook trout are uh, ferocious mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> they're hungry they hungry they're hungry that's why yeah. they're at the top of the food chain that's why they've been around so long yep. yeah yes and i know they're just absolutely gorgeous too so so uh, high-sticking, small streamers, tactics you guys use, huh? So I'm not going to lie. I don't do this very much. Um, if I'm going to – I just use the either swing streamers. Um, I don't really high-stick them. I'm not going to lie to you. I just – if I'm a, dead, a dead drift it. Yep, I'm a swinger when it comes to it. <laughs> I'll get the, the five-weight switch out and do work. Yeah, I don't – I've never – really high sticked any streamers maybe that's something i need to look at yeah but i do do really good it works really well pocket water stuff you know if you gotta you gotta tie a a heavier streamer to get down into those pockets but man you pop a little white minnow down in a pocket something will smack it Hmm. yeah i mean i'm trying to think back in uh tennessee and north carolina i mean we only Really just kind of, if we could get a cast, we would get a cast downstream at a 45, swing it across, and then do exactly like you were saying. Strip it up, stop it, move that rod tip, pop, 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 where the streamer is actually swimming upstream, working it around rocks or sticks or whatever, and wait for something to come up and smash it. I've never really high-sticked any streamers, so mm. I so, can try it. Question. When you are jigging small streamers, are you listening to Will Smith? <laughs> Good jiggy <with> it. <laughs> BJ was getting all serious, and Steve had to bring in some funniness. Sorry, I'm, I, I think I'm the youngest guy here. I, I only know Will Smith, the actor. So, oh man, <laughs> I don't know about that. How old are you? 30, uh, 37. I'm full oh shit. Oh, my god! <laughs> yeah, dude. You've, you're fucking, you're barely younger than me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> dude, yeah, barely, barely younger than me. Yeah. It's all for the listeners. I'm just trying to create some content. I'll tell you what, all man, right. it's going to go. I'm way older than you, son my of a bitch. My shit goes downhill this year. I'm 40 in July. Oh, oh damn. 40. Yeah. Rob's way, Rob's way older than all of us. I'm way yeah. the fuck older than all you guys, man. I'm damn near Rob's 10 uh, years older than BJ. Rob's kids are 40. So. <laughs> I know. That is true. That is true. Rob's but they got, eat the hell out of some Qdoba. Rob's got some mm. jockeys that are 40 years old. <laughs> I damn near got grandkids, brother. Line yeah. them up with a bowl of Roja. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. funny. Oh well. Well, good. Well, so when you got be uh well, are you gonna high stick it, Steven Scott? Sure. Yeah, why not? Right. Meat whistle. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so BJ, nobody does that. No, I'll take uh yeah. I do that. I do that on occasion if yeah. I see every now and then. I mean just not a lot though. Yeah, if I see fish and they're suspended. And they're ch- or they're chasing stuff, or they're just sitting there. They're being p- 
picky and not wanting to eat my midges and whatever, I'll switch over to a, like a natural colored pine squirrel leech where I can watch the eat and I'll f- just feed it to them. And especially if they're like, if they're either suspended off the bottom or they're right on the bottom, if they're right on the bottom, I'll roll it to them. I'll just let it bounce along the bottom and maybe just twitch it right as it's getting up to them. Ooh. So it pop, so it pops up off the bottom right in front of them. You're talking or dirty. if what's that? You're talking dirty. <laughs> oh, you got that right. <laughs> Dude, ro- or rolling they, you, midges you, and worms is my absolute favorite thing to do with the San Juan and the in the shallows and the braids. Oh yeah, gotta eat that shit up. Yeah, but no, those uh, I like the natural colored pine squirrel leech for that. I I just the way I tie them, they just have a real fat body. I mean, I palmer them all the way from the hook bend all the way to the hook eye and uh, overlap it, so they just pulsate in water. And Mm -hmm. you can float them pretty well. You don't have to high stick them if you're fishing them weightless. You get it to where it's down to where the fish are and then just kind of give it a little strip or a little twitch with your rod tip throw a little quick little mend when it's about six inches from them yeah Money. it's hard not to eat it yep Good there topic. was a uh i think it's somewhat recently Langan put a video out on uh the fly fish food channel kind of on this exact topic um he tied a streamer pattern who <laughs> No, I didn't hear you. Oh, Lance Egan. Yeah, Lance. Oh, Lance Egan. I thought you said Landon. No, no, not Lance. He's got a great jigged streamer pattern right now. Yep, and uh, and then he put out a video kind of on him fishing one of his home waters in this exact method. So, um, that that dude's way better than I hope to ever be. So, watch. I'm about to check it out. Yeah. Lance Egan. Lance Egan. Just go to Fly Fish Food uh, YouTube page. You'll find it there. So, next is, before we get into another Instagram topic, the Instagram topics and shit show that you know is Instagram topics is brought to you by True Fly Supply. True Fly Supply is the monthly subscription service that caters to serious fly anglers. Uh, The seasoned angler knows exactly what they need on the water and how to catch fish, and that's why they put the power of choice in your hands. You can buy your own box. Build your own supply drop, people. You can choose from an assortment of essentials, which ultimately gets delivered to your door. Uh, you can get weights. You can get stickers. You can get uh, floatant. You can get leaders. You can get flies. You get a bunch of credits. You pick what you want for 24 24 Is that the number? 24 bucks a month. Um, and I think that's just the entry level. I think you can go up from there where you actually get like a fly box and some other stuff too and the other big stuff. So you yes, should really sir. take a look at building your own supply drop. And uh, for our listeners, use the code STRIPSET, all caps, S-T-R-I-P-S-E-T, for $5 off your first box. So get in there, buy you a supply drop, and... Catch you some fishes. Mm. Giving away free money here, people. Take advantage of it. That's right. Yeah, they got some. They got some nice flies in those things too. Yeah. They're not. They're not just garbage. Those things are good quality bugs. Yeah, free money. You don't have to turn a trick for it. Why not? Hey, five bucks is hey. five bucks. <laughs> five bucks yeah. is five bucks. Took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> right? See, we just turned a trick. There's room for something else then. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I was named for this way for a reason. (laughs) Now that's funny right there. Damn. Rob. I thought Rob Rob had fallen asleep, but all of a sudden he's like, "Ah, that's funny right there. Funny, dude. We just might have got a great BJ soundbite right there. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope you're recording. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dude, that's funny. And I'll tell you All what right. my sound bite's going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Something that you're yelling at my dog? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Shoot that motherfucker. Shoot it. All right. Who's, uh, Scotty, Scotty, you got a topic you like? Oh, man. Are we, are we on the Instagram ones? Yes. And also we're at 53 minutes. Hmm? Oh, my God. I got, I got one real quick. What? I got one that's on here. Uh, I got that one. I saw. Listen, talk to me. 
Oh, <laughs> Bear Gone Fishing says, what about night fishing? Mm-hmm. Night fishing. I was just looking at that one. Yeah. Yeah, night fishing. Do you guys do any of that? Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In fact, I just ordered uh I just ordered two new headlamps that are um a little bit higher in the lumen rating than uh, than the ones I have just for that purpose. Yes. You guys live in a kick butt spot to be night fishing, Steve and Scott. BJ, yeah. I don't know. I, I have not fished night there with you, but uh, do you, do you know what be- comes out here at night in the fall? The freaks, uh, mice, mice. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, hey, can we can we night fish at the? Yes, you can, Scotty. We gotta go do that, dude. I used to guide there at night, I know, man. I've seen it. Rush. It says it says pretty much almost twenty four seven. You can true. the gate stays open till eleven, baby. Yeah, eleven. Oh, that's yeah. it. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah, we def- definitely got to do that, dude. Once we get our cars, we got to go do that. Dude, full moon, hang it. It is so much fun. You guys will crush fish, dude. Crush fish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Night fishing, yes, do it. Yes, One tip, uh, though. I do like night fishing. One tip when you're night fishing. If you're throwing bigger flies and whatnot, Scotty, you can attest to this firsthand. Be sure and check your rod periodically that you're not rattling your sections apart. Mm-hmm. Because I so, I once did that and fished and fished and fished and didn't check my sections and I double hauled and snapped my seven white. I've done that before too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the my advice on night fishing: um, go to Home Depot and before you go night fishing and pick you up a pair of clear safety glasses. Uh, when I was guiding at night. I know you're at nighttime, and usually we wear sunglasses for the sun and to see fish and for eye protection. You should wear eye protection at night when you're casting, too. 100%. Big, that's yeah, exactly absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah, that I was. Uh, clients hated it, but I was like, hey, man, here's your safety glasses for tonight. What, what do we need these for? Dude, we're throwing big hooks, big streamers. It's dark. I mean, I don't. I didn't have clients with their headlamps on while they were fishing, so um, it was it was like you hook up, click your headlamp on. That's when I go run into where you were at. Yep. So uh, yeah, you can't turn that light on, man. Those fish just scatter no. when that thing gets on. Yep, they're gone. Well, they're that's gone. the other thing I've got. So my headlamp has white light and red light and green light. So Ooh, the nice. red light doesn't spook them. But it doesn't light things up real well, but you can get a lot closer to fish with the red light on than you can with the white light. Yep. That's exactly mm. what I've got. I've got a, it's like a three setting on the white and then I've got a, it's got a red also. I love that. Thing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So the fish are like coyote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's exactly yeah. it, dude. <laughs> except for, I, I mean, I except for like a coyote, means. you can, you know, you can go Coy- right over the top of their head and they're like, okay. They coyote can't out. see red light, Rob. Oh. So when you're out at night shooting coyote, you use a red spotlight. Yeah. Dude, can you shoot coyotes at night over there? Yeah. Oh, yep. my God. Damn, son. I need to go over there. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, people are crazy here. Yeah, dude. I'd love me some coyotes. Huh. Yeah, I like shooting dogs, too. Mm. Um, <laughs> they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when they're making noise when you're trying to record. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, you sound like a Vietnamese yeah. restaurant owner right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. So that's, I really just wanted to say to wear eye protection and night fishing. That's all I had to say. No, good call. Yes. Yes. Do you take any other protection with you? I I did. Um, I did when I was guiding. I, I did carry the 45. Um, with me i know scott carries his on the water all the time guiding i did carry it with me at night there yeah and so especially um, if you guys get down to that uh further pond down cougar mm. you boys need to watch out um there's definitely mountain lions there for sure yeah yeah so yeah uh, and uh never never go alone at night always buddy system yeah, that's a good idea, too. I got a funny nighttime story real quick. We were night fishing on the South Holston, and we stopped at Walmart to just get some shit. And uh, my buddy Eric bought this rubber black snake, 
And my Uncle Wayne is scared to death of snakes. And so he took that rubber snake and stuck and it you're underneath not. his waiting. I know, but <laughs> I'm still scared of it. But I knew he bought it, so it was okay. So he oh. stuck that rubber snake uh, through his waiting belt. And we had been fishing for a couple hours, like 1.30 in the morning. And we're standing on this gravel bar. And my buddy Eric goes, Wayne, is something caught on the back of my waders, dude? It feels like there's a stick or something. And all we got is those headlamps. He turned around and that snake was hanging off the back of his waiting belt. Dude, Wayne lost his shit. About pushed Eric in the river to get away from me. He's like, it's a fucking snake on your back. He's pushing <laughs> in the river, dude. I was crying, laughing so hard. I thought I was going to die, but. Yeah, I guess you had to be there. It was pretty damn funny oh, if you knew my uncle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good trick to do to your buddies while you're out there. Or, you know, or just tie it to the end of your rod and swing it in front of them while they're fishing. That'd be fun, too. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So there. You could already see somebody hey, losing their shit over a fake snake <laughs> at nighttime. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Scott. Yes, sir. Do you see Rob's dog? Mm hmm. Yeah, yours don't act like that, do they? because <laughs> this one's scared because he's looking over here at it he's like oh my gosh dude i better I know, emma's over there like i don't even want to breathe yeah, steve's I, gonna I, bust steve. a cap in my ass steve's oh, gonna kill everybody <laughs> I, listen i don't know how it hasn't happened yet but i have two chihuahuas so what? <laughs> yeah. what? wow that yeah. is talk about Good left Lord. field dude. who saw that coming yeah I think that's uh, free Qdoba for a month. <laughs> no, that's your Quiero Taco Bell. Taco oh, Bell. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, I get seven I get layer all the burrito s- and a Mexi <laughs> pizza. Yeah. Jeez. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of these days you can get a real dog, I guess. Maybe BJ. I don't know. Yeah. Name him Gordita. <laughs> Gordita. See, we had we had a smaller house and we had two fifty pound dogs and you just trip over them all day. So. Jeez. Yeah. Scott has like seven fifty pound <laughs> yeah. dogs. One hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, he has a little more space than I do. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm sure he's like at least hey, with the chihuahuas, you don't trip on them; you just step on them, and they're yep. dead. You just kill them, <laughs> clean them out of your boot tread. <laughs> I'm surprised Scott hasn't brought the alpacas in the house. To be honest with you, listen, guys, we're just gonna have to settle down and bring the, the alpacas in. Just it's cold out. They got I almost did during the blizzard. I almost <laughs> did during the during the the bomb cyclone that dropped on Denver. Dude, it was ninety five mile an hour winds at my place. It blew one of the walls out of my shed. Yeah, it was those, those alpacas were out in it. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> you see those fire shoot out of Steve's eyes? He's pissed, dude. Oh, no. He's pissed. <laughs> All right. Next topic. We got uh we're like an hour oh two, my God. So we got, I think we got time for one more. All right. Oh shit. Oh, do I get to pick one? I'm gonna get labeled yes. as a dog hater now. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Peter Peter's gonna be knocking on your door. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Let him. That's why I'm back in the forty five. Um I would say I don't know. I I do have an opinion, I guess, on on uh, dang fly fishing's question. Uh, why has fly fishing turned into yeah. a fashion show out there? And uh, the second part of that question is: Are high dollar brands overkill? Um, I have noticed, uh, not not necessarily on the water, but certainly, you know, on social media and just kind of the general vibe is it does seem to be more important to a lot of people what you're wearing versus your actual skills and, and whatever else. And I think that's, I think that's all kind of, I mean, it's, you bring it on yourself, I guess. And I don't really give a shit what people think, but uh, I've noticed it. I know that I've seen people getting shit for, you know, wearing camo on the river or wearing, you know, non brand fly fishing brand stuff for me what goes into my decision making on and and i mean i i do have some stuff that's kind of higher end i've also got some stuff that's you've never heard of but um 
what goes into my decision making when it comes to like waiters, boots, the, the important stuff is number one, product quality and number two, warranty. I mean, how well they back those products. And so, yeah, I'm going to buy the Sims. I'm going to buy the Patagonia. I'm going to buy, you know, something that's well-made, that has a good reputation, that's durable, that I feel good in and that backs their products. I mean, that's why I've got, you know, outcast products. I got fish cats. I've got those, those products because they back their products hundred percent. Sims backs their products. Um, you know, there's some of their products I don't like some of their products I do like, but even when when it comes to buying rods, reels, I go with I go with kind of I, I go with overall value, but what am I going to get the best backing with? And it's it's the same thing with with clothing brands. And I shit, I wear Sitka stuff out on the river. That's what you see in all my photos. It's not Sims River camo. I can tell you that, but because I can't afford to buy like the top of the line fly fishing clothing and the top of the line hunting clothing, so I pick something that's going to work well for both and go with that. But uh, as far as high dollar brands being overkill, uh, I think, I think there are areas and certain products where you can get away with getting something that's, you know, doesn't cost as much where you're not paying for the name, so to speak. Um, But those are actually kind of few and far between in, in fly fishing in general, I mean the the gear that that's lower dollar. I have seen quite a quite a noticeable product quality improvement in the Hodgman stuff. Um, you know that used to be kind of the the ditch digger, cheap of the cheap. Dude, you know, crack in the day, Hodgman and Orvis were it. That I know it. initially, yeah. but you know for the last fifteen years, Hodgman's has just been kind of the cheap crap that you buy, mm-hmm. and it's trash it after a season and you throw it away and upgrade to something else and but they got that company got bought out and they've got infused some new life into that product line and and they're putting out some pretty good stuff their their zipper waders are are very affordable um and good quality so from what i've seen and heard but uh i i just don't think there's a lot of products a lot of brands out there where you can go and get you know less expensive stuff that's as good quality as as the top stuff yes i agree i like quality i'll spend the money yeah i will never spend 150 dollars on a upf 20 shirt so that is absolute 100 percent. and i'll tell you what when you talk about those stupid fucking UPF or sun protection, blah, blah, blah shirts. Tell me one time 20 years ago where you were wearing a t-shirt in the sun, a regular asshole cotton fucking Hanes (laughs) t-shirt where you didn't get a sunburn on your arms and your body was still white. There was no SPF 80 in those damn shirts. That is nothing but marketing. 100%. Well, I remember when uh, Orvis used to do their brand called Buzz Off. Remember mm-hmm. that with the bug spray yeah. in it? Yeah, that's that how you wash it. Yeah, it worked pretty good. I mean, maybe I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if it worked, but I love that damn shirt, man. I love that shirt. Yeah, but dude, I'm all about paying for something that's going to last. Uh, I burn through shit so fast that yeah. if it's if if it costs more, then I'm going to pay for it. That's why people give me so much shit about those G4Z waiters. Dude, there's the only waiters I found that I can beat the living piss out of, and they keep going, man. They don't break down. I mean, and they're expensive, but I'd rather pay for it and have something that's going to work when I'm on the river. Um, you know, I've gone the route of having cheap shit and then having to rebuy it, and then it breaks again. and be like, well, dude, I'm just going to pay for this. But I do think that it's turned kind of into a fashion show, which I kind of like because when you're not on the water, you see a dude with a – uh, a Sims hat or, you know, something like, oh man, he, you know, he fly fishes. And sometimes if you're waiting in the airport, Hey man, how you doing? You fly fish. I saw your hat. You can kind of meet new people and you know, that kind of, kind of route too. But I, I just wear the same damn shit every day, flannel shirt and shorts. That's, I don't give a shit whether it's uh fashionable or not, you know? So yep. but it is what it is. And so be practical. But, 
Yeah, practical, easy. Like, I mean, I wear this because if I'm getting him waders, I'm putting on my my waiting pants and then my waders, you know, and it's easy to take off. And I can just, if I need to go out to eat supper or something with the wife at Qdoba after we're done fishing, I look nice, you know? And so that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, I mean, waders is one thing that that's worth every dollar. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you. I had a pair of Reddingtons that lasted me one season and I put so much of that, uh, was it aqua seal or the, the yeah. goop shit in the crotch mm-hmm. all season long? The stitching just kept blowing out on How me. How long ago was that? Uh, about four years ago, five yeah, years ago. I was going to say they've, they're another one that has, uh, just fairly recently really improved their product quality as well. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I only, I rock Sims Freestones, which mm-hmm. I think is their baseline. Yeah. So I'm on guy. my third, third or fourth season, you know, yeah. on those waders. So now I wet wade from like May to September. So, yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, if, if you're going to spend the money, do it on something that you're going to, you're going to beat the shit out of, you know, that's what I think anyway. I mean, boots and waders and, and rods too, man. I mean, I'll, I'll spend the money on a good rod if it fits my hand and I can cast it good and it feels balanced, but I might spend the same thing on an echo for, you know, if I'm fishing for brook trout with BJ at three weight or something, if it's a good casting rod, I don't need to buy a Scott, you know, whatever radian for 900 bucks just to, for a three weight that doesn't fit, you know? So, and that's, I'm, I'm looking for practical use, something that's going to, basically be bomb proof as well um, i mean when you talk about rods i'm i'm a fenwick fan right now only because i bought that gray stream flex off landon and uh broke the tip section on it i was fighting a fish under a tree rod tip smacked a tree snapped it off i sent that rod back to him and uh you know they emailed me right away probably a week later said hey we got your section we don't have them anymore they said hey for it was $35 for the warranty repair. Nice. And they said, you you can pick any Fenwick rod in our line and we'll send it to you. So I got a world-class 11 foot three weight to replace it. You know, so. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I stick, I've stuck with St. Croix too. I mean, and from yeah. back in my bass fishing days, I've probably got seven or eight different St. Croix rods and I've got St. Croix fly rods and that's the same thing. Like you break one, you slam your car door on it and send it into them and they go, well, what do you want? You can either, we'll send you a free replacement or you can take a full hundred percent credit towards like an upgrade to a avid series or whatever and they just don't screw around and i think i think what it boils down to is is if the company is run by fly fishers or outdoorsmen or you know outdoors enthusiasts in general they know how much it sucks to not have your the shit that you like when you go out so they're like we want our customers to not have to you know be pissed off because they don't have their shit, you know? So they're like, we want to get it back to them as, as soon as they can, you know, if they're, if they're running it as just strictly a business that, all right, we're, we're just making money and they're trying to just think about the bottom line. It kind of shows in their customer service. Yep. All right. Yeah. yeah. And also comfortability uh, plays a major oh, part. Oh, too. Dang, comfortability. Oh, yeah, wait, let me Google that. Hold on. Yeah. I just made that up. Comfortability. So. Yeah. Make sure you turn on the Tennessee filter when you Google that. <laughs> yeah. Comfortability uh, makes a huge difference. If it's comfortable while I got it on, uh, I'm going to wear it, baby. I'm going to wear it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah, right. see? Good topic. Yeah. I do, hey, too. And say what you want. I mean, I know a lot of people dog on imported fly rods, but Ooh. their warranty tends to be quicker and cheaper. And I know it's because they're mass-producing shit, but, yeah, you know uh, – Steve might get mad at me, but some of the sage stories you hear, you know, like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> look, he's already pissed at the dog, BJ. Slow that roll, dog. I'm good, dude. He's, I'm good, he's, dude. He's, bre- he's breathing heavy. I can see his chest moving. All my sages I mean, I, are in the exact amount of pieces they need to be, so I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, I've had, I broke a Reddington and it was turned around in three weeks. So, you know, that Fenwick took care of me. I mean, know what you're buying and, and 
be willing to wait if you are paying for something that's custom made or, or you know made here in the states if they're actually building the rods by hand it's going to take you a while to get it fixed so yeah know what you're getting into speaking of i might be getting a sage two weight here shortly because you know because i I need another freaking slt yeah i think i saw that dialogue happening yeah Yeah. (laughs) well that scott rady and i broke that five weight in the door uh, a couple weeks ago they just sent me a brand hammer new one they were like here you go dude just this one is so fucked up, dude. Just you, that's because you, yeah, that's because you sent them Kudoba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just yeah. sent the buffet over. You catered yeah. a lot yeah. for them. <laughs> I guess dude, that's a damn good idea, dude. Send some shit in, and they just like yeah. get figure out where they where they do their warranty repairs, and just send a taco bar in. Oh yeah, with yeah, your dude. name on it, they'll be like, his shit goes to the top of the list. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Send them in about 10 pizzas. Yeah, <laughs> yep. buddy. No, no, no. Q-doba. 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 Yeah, that's Taco it. bar, baby. Taco bar. Yeah, right. so good. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> hour 15. Good job. Bro. All right. Good job, all right, boy. So, so when you go back and edit this thing, it, I want you to count all the times we mentioned Q-doba. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is definitely the taco bar episode. Yeah. About, it's about thirty times. Yeah. We should. I'm, ta- we should, I'm hashtagging the shit out of them too. I'm tagging them in every post. <laughs> hey, we should. We should put this. Uh, we should have recorded live video. Put it on YouTube. We could have had a little Qdoba counter in the bottom corner. Oh, 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 oh. Click, 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, you guys have a good rest of the week. It's nice yes. seeing you, some bitches again. Yeah, about yeah. time. Glad we got the calendars all to jive. Yes. yes. So, all right, dude. Well, I'm outie then. All right, people. Until right. next time. Later. Oh. Be safe. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on.